the front runner. Count the headlights, not done with. Count the headlights again, goes up to Eros. Eros has to call on everything. Count the headlights went straight past him. Sumatra's getting warm late, but count the headlights on debut. Too good. Welcome to Bet Doctor. Behind the curtain, look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. We are sponsored by topsport.com.au and punningform.com.au. And it's time to welcome John Walter to the show. How are you, Walt? Good, mate. Take 63 already. We're doing well. We're uh, 8.15 and you already look like you're angry. I like it. I like it when you come into a show angry. Usually you start chirping at me and I can chirp back. Oh, well, I'm angry. You're angry. Uh, we might as well just get straight into it. Pop up a little tweet from a couple of days ago, a little whinge from you. So it means you're, uh, you got your eye in and you definitely had Unsc- your eye in last Saturday. Unscripted, unscripted jab here. What's this one? Anyone? Hey, are you ever going to work out there's too much racing in New South Wales? Is that you're making too much money? You're too rich or you've got too much work on your plate? What's wrong? Too much camel racing. You don't have to bet on all of it. racing for me, there's just, you know, 12-horse fields of 40 starts, one win, and I said there was a race the other day I'm off the top of my head. I'm saying it was a benchmark 50-something, class two and above. So they're even putting on camel races for the camels that can't win the camel camel races. And, you know, like, and then you, you're dealing with third meetings of the day. So, you know, that's the third tier of jockeys dealing with third-tier camels, and it's just unbearable. And then you've got to try and weed through – 15 meetings a week or something, I think, on average in New South Wales now, plus, you know, trying to review them and everything. It's just pretty monotonous. Hmm. But can't you just take the foot off the pedal and uh, cover less meetings? Surely. Pick and choose. You can, but then you miss, right? Like, what do you miss? And what do you – everyone wants to sort of – you don't want to miss things, and then you've got to review them anyway, and then you've got to try and match up camels with camels all the time. It's it's just – it's impossible, and I don't even, like – it sounds bad, but, you know, it sort of probably goes right back to breeding everything. We've just got too many horses, too many – Everything too many. Just these horses shouldn't really be going around. All I don't think, but anyway, it's just too much product. I wouldn't have thought after six months in the paddock you'd be uh, sucking like this, but maybe Hong Kong or uh, even Perth would be more to your liking. Less racing there, but uh, just while we speak about Perth, Willie Pike to Sydney. He's probably ridden his fair share of camels. How's he going to acclimatise, and where do you reckon he'll fit into the jockey ranks over in uh, over in Sydney? Well, that's what we at least like those third tier meeting. At least he should slot in there somewhere, like he was that day or something, which could be good for Willie. You get his pick of the rides there, and uh, and he should should ride a lot. No, he he, mate, he'd be top ten in Sydney, I think. Um, you know, like he'd probably slot in somewhere, um, behind the first few, and he'll probably get it too. He'll probably get a better pick of rides early. If he kicks off, he might kick on, but if he doesn't. Ride a few winners early. He um, he'll probably slide back into the pack, sort of six, seventh, eight, nine, something like that. You know, someone that picks up, um, you know, what they can. I, I think he'll he'll get a bit of a Jags with Donald look for a couple of weeks, and it might be a bit of a bit of Marrera versus Burton for a few weeks. But if he doesn't, um, if he doesn't ride winners, he may slide back quickly. And what stables do you think are likely to use him? Well, they say Hawks is his, his number mm. one supporter coming out here, which Tommy Berry will be. Uh, not happy about, I'm assuming. But um, other than that, I, I just, you know, he'll probably be the flavour of the month for a little while from those stables who float between jockeys and um, he'll get he'll get those ones for a couple of weeks and then, you know, it just depends. A bit like Tom Mark on when he came out, I guess. Like he mm. he um, he sort of grabbed the ball and ran with it. By the end, he left, you know, he was nearly mini James. And, and uh, you know, and she said they've had others coming out here from New Zealand and they thought they fall back pretty quick so you know you've got to you've got to grab the ball and run with it early here they've got very short memories the trainers in sydney 
Mm. He tends to ride him a little bit cold and a little bit blase, a little bit like Tommy Berry. It's probably why he appeals to the Hawks camp. And I guess he's Sydney racing, so it'll be interesting mm. to see how he goes. Mm. Which tracks do you reckon you'd, you'd bother following at? Him, he, he he's obviously big tracks is going to suit him much better. Like you said, he's not one that really likes to push him out of the gate. So, you know, like Ramwick's probably his, his metro track. And then, you know, there's not many provincial tracks that are suit run-ons except for, you know, rain and, and things like that. So he's going to have to bloody, you know, put his positive hat on. And, and as you said, like even Hawks and that, they're not, they're, they'll be negative every time they possibly can be. So, you know, like that thing that you guys liked yesterday, like just one squeeze, it's outside leader and wins, you know, for whatever reason they want to ride it back and it's four wide the trip and and working. It's just, it's a really weird play, the old negative out of the gates play, but they um they do love it. Might have to borrow your positive hat. Mate, I've got, I'm, I'm positive <laughs> about a lot of things at the moment. I'm positive. And what, what's happened to DK? What have you done to DK? We had you guys both in studio and now he's... Uh... He's run off scared back to Melbourne. Hasn't been sighted. I haven't seen him. Well, what's the go? I still can't work out where he was on the, the stream day or whatever. He's the comic relief and he refuses to fight like <laughs> have an, an attempt at even trying to find a horse to bet on. But, you know, he's, he's deemed the comic relief and he still doesn't even show up to be that. And first straight afterwards, he's at the yum char with bells on. So <laughs> very, very strange from DK. He sent me a message on Monday, and he, I think he had the sulks up bad. He was just checking in on me to see if I still like the Gold Coast, and I told him I, I did. And I was surprised he hasn't uh, packed up the house and packed up the car and uh, jumped on board because uh, I think reality's sort of biting down there in Melbourne. The weather's wild. The tennis results are absolutely crazy, and it uh, just sounds like pure hell down there. So fingers crossed he can bounce back. He's, I think he's back on deck next Tuesday, so his, uh, his subs will go out today or later today, and you can join in and... Uh, February 1st is when he kicks off, so needs the full month off, DK. Needs a month in the paddock to uh, recover. Good luck. He, you know, he looked like he – I saw his highlights on somewhere of, of his trip. He looked like he had a good time anyway, so it's good that he's having a good break. It's going to be uh, a big show today. We've got uh, Nico Noonan, who was on fire at the Valley Count, the headlights. He was all over that one. I think it was about 420 into 370 after the show, but uh, the bookies took it on on the day, back out to $4.80. We've got Beat the Bagman. We've got Shane Adair coming back. It's uh, it's Morfittville, so we're uh, getting away from Gawler and all the, uh, I can say shit pot meetings, but uh, the small, lesser light tracks, and uh, we're back on the big stage. They've got uh, a good card over there in Adelaide, the big horse, Behemoth is back. Uh, Mug Punner, he's had uh, more seconds than St Vinny's at the moment, and he's uh, yeah, just copying an absolute hiding through the cracks, just couldn't get there. He keeps finding one better. He's had a lot of seconds, so fingers crossed he can get through his rough trot. I know everyone uh, wants him to succeed. I think, uh, was it Shadow Crush might have knocked him off too. Uh, well, that was a bit of uh, a little follow-up from two, uh, a couple of shows back, uh, Shadow Crush, and uh, you found on the weekend? Yes, more, but it was um, it was strong trip line. It was weird. I, I, I get a little bit uh, thrown off when they scratch him from races that look suitable and then it looked like it was a very similar race last week same sort of draw everything and I think they must have said oh well, we've got to run today you know and um and it went like a rocket it's sort of its last 100 meters there it was, was was strong through the line it'll probably win again if it draws a gate or find something very similar next time it was pretty dominant so uh that stable when they get their horse in form they tend to follow like tend to hold it so he'll um he'll, he'll go well again I'd say Mm, and you only covered the one race uh, last week, Silent Impact, one from one. Were you a bit uh, worried to settle, settle a little way back? 
It did, and it was interesting. Like this, so like Tim's the opposite to your Tommy's and that. He, he he'll push forward to a, an extra pair before he'll drag back a pair. And when he couldn't get there, it's 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 weird with those sorts of situations because normally when a horse like that can't get to the spot you're hoping for, they're going too quick anyway. But mm. um, there were a couple of horses that were pretty strong in front of him that I hoped would be behind him there, and then. Um, that the riderless horse did us a favour, and, and Sleepy Reese Jones um, forgot to put the uh, the right hand blinker on and, and ran up the back of it. So that probably helped us as well. But he was super strong through the line, and he's he's similar to, to Shadow Crush. I'd, I'd be expecting him to only improve and and uh, keep building through his prep. I think talking Derby, Jesus, that's a long way from an eleven hundred meter mm. uh, race. But um, you know, he, these next few starts up in distance, that that stable, he'll. Uh, He'll put himself on closer to the speed, and he'll just keep keep trucking. Mm, definitely seems an odd kickoff point. Something else that needs to pick up uh, its form as the top sport steamers. Uh, they still didn't uh, strike last week, but uh, usually they're absolutely red hot. I think Amity Gal was the uh, the big go uh, up in Brisbane, and uh, just didn't uh, probably going a bit too quick uh, with Ryan Maloney. So fingers crossed the uh, the top sport steamers can help you find a winner. Make sure you uh, you check out top sport. 40 years they've been in the game. Lloyd and Tristan, they're absolutely on fire at the moment, and they're starting to get a full uh, full house of uh, staff back after all the COVID uh, drama up here on the Gold Coast. You've avoided uh, COVID, Walt? As far as I'm aware, anyway. No, no, we've had a couple of scratchy throats and things upstairs, but I just hide in the dungeon, and uh, no, everyone seems fine here. I think everyone else has got it. It's crazy, isn't it? But um, no, no, I look forward to getting it, to be fair. Just more pain, bring it on. <laughs> Uh, I think Nico's had it and I've had it and uh, we're all just sort of punching through, but uh, definitely been a challenge. All right, Rose Hill uh, this Saturday. Let's have a look at uh, the two-year-old, the Canterbury Stakes. We're just going to get straight into it here and uh, Great Barrier Reef is the favourite. CJ Waller and J-Mac, $1.95 out to $2.05. Zambezi River, $4.60. Robusto, $7.50. Uh, Sweet Ride seven fifty in from eight fifty. Flashing Steel twelve. Uh, Racamello is thirteen. Melon Camp John Guga is uh, nineteen dollars, and you can get uh, twenty one for Best of Bordeaux. But we're going to have a look at a couple of uh, barrier trials here. The first one is the Canterbury trial. The horse we're looking for is Great Barrier Reef in the purple back on the fence. Walt. So for me, this is the the probably the one you want to to watch the the most. Is out of the gates. He shows good speed. Tucks in behind. Does everything you want to do. Pulls off the heels of that horse, you know, not too bad, gets to the outside and, and really professional, uh, lopes up to him, and then when he gives it a squeeze, changes his leg and accelerates without much help. So even though he's in the best part of the track, he's looking to his ears pricked and he's nice and strong to the line. Second horse there, I should know who it is, but um, I think I thought it was pretty talented too. It's um, just everything you want to see from an early two-year-old and, and just looking at him physically there, he looks pretty impressive as well, which is um, which is a big help coming into this time of year. Mm. And what about Waller and two-year-olds? Uh, you know, I've got no issue with him and two-year-olds. Um, you know, as long as everything makes sense that he's doing with them, as in sort of set-up trials, everything, He's he seems to have got a much better handle on it now. And he's, he's not like a ma that smashes them all and, and gets them to think sort of they get there naturally, which is... To me, an advantage. Um, he doesn't sort of push them as much as, as other stables do, and and he only lets the ones that sort of put their hand up go through the, the the grades. And you can see here, he's already got a couple down the bottom here. He've had a run early, one run tip out, 119 days. Mm. He he really seems to have got a, a solid handle on on sort of getting them to peak 
more for the slipper and then post-slipper size champagne and then into three-year-olds, which that makes more sense to me, the way to train that rather than uh, your Mars, who you've got to worry whether they, you know, after Christmas they're spent. Mm. So the first trial we saw was on the 30th of November and then 10 days ago was uh, the trial at Rose Hill and he's uh, just tucked in behind on the fence again in an awkward spot in the purple. He got the old um, DK draw here, which didn't help him, <laughs> I don't think. And he got, you can't, it's weird, you don't see it often where a horse never really finds clear galloping room in a trial these days. They all give themselves plenty of room, but this bloke just never really gets a chance to show his wares at all. I don't mind that. I like that a horse has had um, a bit of field race experience so that's probably the first time he's had horses inside and out of him and and that'll really help him if you if he gets into a situation like that on saturday and you can see through the line there he was nice and strong so it's not as if he shied away from him pulled up anything like that he handled um racing in a field without issue and you know he certainly didn't get exposed there to what he can really do and uh yeah just a just a pass mark but you know it did everything right Mm. And from barrier three, that stable, you'd think he would be in and around horses. 205, do you think the price will shorten or are you happy to step into that uh, now? It's a, it's a weird one because obviously he's a slipper, slipper horse and, um, you know, he's the one horse that I've probably had a good crack at early to win the slipper. And you've got a couple of lines of thought, like as in normal Waller, this horse, as you say, they'd probably be pretty passive, not too worried about how he went, but... Uh, this time of year, you want to get close enough to the field, um, you know, qualifying for the slipper field as you can. So 90 grand uh, is is important to doing that and probably puts them in a position where they don't have to really do much with him between now and then. They can sort of pick their target in the best way into the race. So I expect him to be, you know, ready to go on Saturday. Um, and I'd expect him to get a, a nice run here. And, and James McDonald, everything to me says he probably, probably shortens rather than gets out, which is pretty scary i was hoping that metallicity would would accept in the race and then we'd probably be getting five to two or something like that rather than even money but um i can't really see many scary horses apart from probably flashing steel who had an outside draw there the other day and and got jagged back and made a short run down sort of the worst part and got knocked up he's got collet gate one he's the sort of horse you could see sneaking up the fence through the dirty collet ride and <laughs> scraping paint and nutting you to <laughs> do it so um, yeah, I can't really see many dangers. I think he's sort of a multi-banker sort of horse. But, yeah, I, mate, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he started fifty, to be honest, but it's probably not realistic, um, mainly because he's, you know, on debut and you've got a horse, a few horses there with, you know, starts and form and a last-up winner. So maybe he won't, maybe he won't firm, firm, firm. But I think on natural ability, he's probably closer to a fifty chance. Mm, $11 for the slipper at topsport.com.au. Any yeah, well, there? It's a bit, it's a bit narrow now, isn't it? Compared to sort of like a horse that hasn't had a hard run, you wouldn't. You say if he comes out wins by five, what does he start? What does he come into? They are unrealistic, so he probably comes into five or six dollars. Mm. Um, so I don't, I, I don't, I don't think I, I wouldn't be talking too many people into chiming into eleven dollars unless you're going to throw it in some multis, some hail mary multis that you want to have it going for a result, and you like something in the next few days, and all, all by all means throw him in because I think he's the real deal and I think he'll go close Saturday uh, so I doubt that his price is you know likely to blow and if he does and I'm wrong you've probably done your money anyway so uh, you know $11 may, may look a good price Monday. Mm. Yeah it's interesting it's like the magic means you can get those even money favorites like Pool and Gatta was but uh, even horses like Profiteer was I think about 350 
$4 range uh, on the day, and that's final field, so you've got the insurance policy because plenty of things go amiss here. And I think stay inside was still, what, around 7 or $5 in the uh, the week or so leading into that, which uh, you found as well late late in the day. So, yeah, so it's a very, very long way away if you're shopping the futures, and uh, no doubt you've got a lot lot better than uh, the $11 if you've uh, you've stepped in. But uh, I think Nico's uh, sitting pretty on the count. Headlights ticket as well for the Blue Diamond, so we'll, uh, we'll ask him about... Uh, his $41 ticket for that horse that you found on last week's show. But uh, let's try and find another winner at Rose Hill, and we'll go to race four next. And uh, and We Dance is the favourite. I think this is one of Muggs horses, 340. It's run second uh, with that same combination. Now, uh, Mr. Waller and McDonald. Uh, Sentimental is $6. Navarez is 7 into 6. Kanozawa is six fifty. Uh, Metro Legend is seven fifty. Fiordland eight fifty. Carlow Bay eleven. Deal with me fourteen dollars and thirty one dollars about for sure. That's the market there. But uh, Navarre, as we're going to have a look at last time at uh, Flemington in the uh, the red and white. So it's ninety seven days between runs here. Sits three and four wide the trip at uh, around Flemington. The fourteen hundred there. You know it's not impossible to do that, but off a break and and sort of near his top. Um, distance range that's you know it's a good effort he's just sort of battles away back on the inside here and because he's sort of hidden back in there i think it's sort of a bit of a forgotten run uh i'd, I'd be expecting him to sort of lead this race saturday so six meter rail at rose hill uh should be a firm track leaders certainly to the four there it's sort of eight meters the ultimate leader fence bias position so six is not far away and uh tc on board that that horse and we dance. It's 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 a weird one. Like I, I went from having the biggest bet I've had in well eight months or something. It is two starts ago, and it sort of led, walked, kicked five in front, and then just had a mental spasm with two hundred to go and got run down by a pretty average horse. Uh, he he went from the biggest bet I've had to the biggest lay I've ever seen last start, where you know like it was went up in distance, which was just staggering, really and um, had every chance again last week and got put away by a, a horse from um, from down south. I think it was in the down from now or something from Bob Joseph Stable at 100 to 1. So uh, no excuses for it there. Comes back to 1,500 here and why it's $3. I, I, um, I'm scared that Nevaez will go to the race later in the day, but it's just worth covering because uh, I, I could only really find Nevaez. Um, I thought Deal With Me was a good run first up over 1,300, out to 15 here, but... Might need a little bit further, a little bit easier. It's like $13 and Kanazar was deep into its first prep, went good the other day, but it's sort of a bit of a back marker too. The rest of them are really pretty well exposed and average animals. And uh, I, I like if Nevaeh shows up here, $7.50 seems, um, or whatever it is, $6 with top sport, seems uh, a pretty, pretty attractive price for a horse that you know is strong, you know has got an aggressive rider on it and a six-metre leader, Gay Waterhouse, Rose Hill, lot to like. Mm. So the other uh, race you're talking about is race 10, number 14, Navarra. So we'll make sure you uh, you check out and uh, see which race it pays up to. Walt, uh, outstanding. So we'll uh, we'll just lock in Great Barrier Reef. We'll anchor that in all our multis for uh, the Saturday and anything mm-hmm. we can find in the lead-up. But uh, how do the guys at home find more of your stuff? Uh, yeah, so racingwatch.com.au. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's a pretty good little setup, like you're saying. These, uh, you put me onto the Discord, and it's quite quite interesting uh, the way it sort of works even though it's very similar to what i had before you know the separating channels things people sharing all sorts of information in there not just me you can ask me questions and 
drive me mad as much as you want in there, which which everyone tends to do. Everyone has a laugh and a joke and shares um, as much information as they can. And you, you've got no idea that people are cheering at two in the morning for uh, Ascot. You've got people cheering for crypto. You've got people cheering for dogs, trots. It's just madness and it's good fun. So that's where we're at seven days a week. What about uh, your body grooming? Walt, have you, have you stepped into the lawnmower yet? Is, uh, I, haven't Beck happy? The, I haven't got the weed whacker and uh, the lawnmower has had a run, but um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I haven't gone the number one, but uh, we're, uh, we're, we've, we've given it a, a chase. We're, we're still waiting for the whacker, mate. How long does this stuff wait to be delivered? Uh, it usually takes about 10 days. I, I've got, uh, if, if my man can just zoom in a bit, I've got the, the weed whacker here and it's just got that little little steel device there and it just like literally just goes straight up the beak there so you can do it in about 20 seconds so that's manscaped and, and you guys at home can just type in little birdie and get 20 percent off as well so uh big red's had the shave down he's gone full nick rewalt and uh i need a bit of a clip but uh my nose is uh, absolutely uh mickey mouse there so make sure you check out the uh the lawnmower is the best bet the shears just get all the little like little eyebrows and all the odds and ends and then uh, the weed whacker comes home strong and gets rid of the nose and I'm tipping of work in the ears as well, but that's not a big priority for me. So that's Manscaped and just type in Little Birdie as a promo code. Outstanding stuff, Walt. Hopefully we can get you in studio next week. And uh, Less dramas and I'll be in there next week. <laughs> get you out and about. There's always, uh, there's always something. But uh, fantastic stuff. Good luck at Rose Hill. And if you want to follow more of his stuff, make sure you check out racingwatch.com.au and uh, you can join his uh, crazy little chat in there. Mm-hmm. Cheers, guys. All right, we'll take a quick break and uh, we'll get Beat the Bag and we'll get Shane Adair on to talk all things Adelaide. Welcome back to Bet Doctor, behind the curtain, look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot, and I'm joined by our Brownlow medalist, Beat the Bagman. He's uh, had a bit of a freshen up and he's uh, safe and sound over there in Adelaide. How are you, Bagman? Good to see you, Scoot. Nice to be back on Bet Doctor again for uh, 2022 as the uh, telly goes into meltdown behind me here. But. Uh... Uh, yeah, nice to be back on Beck, Doctor. Hopefully we can find a few winners for the punters uh, in 2022. Tanned up, been down a road for the uh, summer. Yeah, yeah, went down the coast <laughs> um, with the kids. So they saw some fireworks and spent all the money. So uh, we've got to uh, find some winners, Scoot. We're, uh, we're bleeding cash through these school holidays. Know all about it completely. All right, let's let's uh, let's have a look at uh, Morfittville this Saturday. It's cracking racing at Adelaide. Race five is the first one that we're going to have a look at. It's the Grand Syndicate's handicap over 1,600 metres, and Be Tempted is the favourite here, $4. From the David Jolly Camp, Night Passage is $4.20. Chicago is $4.80. Trade Win is $4.80. Black Sale is $8, and there's been a little bit of money for Pearl Bandit, 11 into nine fifty. Territory Titan is $14, and then you've got uh, Ace of Clubs, out of the market there at $41. And the horse we're going to have a look at here is Pearl Bandit in the black and white stripes. Talk us through this one. This is Pearl Bandit's last start at Murray Bridge, as you said, in the black and white stripes, just behind the leaders there. Look, it wasn't a flashing white run this day. I thought it was very even towards the line, but um, it was second up from a spell this day. This uh, On Saturday, it'll be third up. Up to 1,600 metres, and last preparation posted some really high figures when it got to this distance range at Morfordville. The race itself is very even. Um, the favourite night passage was good winning last start, but uh, I thought it was short enough at the current quote. And Pearl Bandit, if it can actually get to that 
figure of last preparation, it puts itself right in the race and around that $12 and $3.50 the place looks a really good each way bet. Tegan Boreham will get the slight claim. She'll get a few kilos off its back. And um, if it can perform, as I said, to that last preparation, it gets a right in the mix. So I'd rather be of that at an each way price. And hopefully I can uh, fill up our bags for the back end of the program, Scoot. Well, you're a little bit like Walt. Once you start playing outside the market in this sort of like $10, $11, $12 mark, usually they're backed and uh, you have an uncanny knack at jagging them. And uh, this is uh, a bit of a red alert bet for me. Usually you're in the sharp end of the market, but uh, definitely pick my interest. And in, uh, this is a horse that I can remember. So fingers crossed we can uh, take the early price there at nine fifty. Halves in price and we just get uh, a little bit of luck from Barrier 1, the coffin, DK's uh, favourite spot. But uh, t- <laughs> Tegan uh, Vorham, how do you think uh, she's been going lately? Look, oh she's a, a solid rider, I guess, in the SA riding ranks. Um, also, the limited with the opportunities and the horses that you actually get given at times. Um, there's a lot of talented riders, but they're riding very slow horses at times, so they don't get to show their full ability. But um, I think Pearl Bandit, for this case, will get a soft run. Tegan will just have to bide her time. We'll need a little bit of luck to get out, but um, is very strong to the line late. And third up, I think, back to headquarters, home track of Leon McDonald's, I think we'll see a much improved run, and uh, I think it could be right around the money. Mm, there's definitely some uh, patterns with certain stables just targeting and uh, having a lot of success at certain tracks. So, yeah, that's something I've picked up recently in Adelaide. Let's have a look at uh, race seven. The Junction Handicap over 1800 This is uh, your second bet uh, for the show. So we've got Cuban State favourite here, $4. Irish Playboy, 550 Montaigne is 550 Redwood Shadow, horse uh, the viewers might know from Melbourne, $6. Uh, Montepicano is $9. Uniquely $9. Call Me Seamus, another one that we know, 950 African Awesome, 11 And Charlton, 26 And Busker's Ballad, uh, $67. And uh, we're going to have a look at uh, Montaigne in the red with the yellow stars here on a really wet track this day, pushing wide. Certainly was. It started off okay. Then the uh, rains came in and we had about three or four track downgrades through the afternoon. And here comes Montaigne in the uh, red jacket and yellow cap down the outside for the uh, Stuart Padman stable. This was its second win, this preparation. It's um, on the quick backup this Saturday and up to 1,800 metres and... This last two victories, it's been in positions where you've been thinking, turning for home, that this horse probably will feature in the placings, but can't win, but has let down sharply in the last two, three hundred metres to uh, take victory and looks a horse that has some staying ability going forward. Um, we do lose Byron Borster, who's won on the horse the last two starts and unfortunately has to ride for the Tony McAvoy yard, but we do get back Doctor's Own. Kayla Crowther in the saddle. So <laughs> I think uh, Montaigne, another one who will get a, a soft run from the gate. We just need a little bit of luck, but I think it'll be really strong to the line. Another one on an each way basis, I think, can uh, be right in the finish and hopefully get the cash for us. And on to bigger and better things with Montaigne. It looks a, a stayer of uh, some potential. Mm. I noticed it's a uh, soft six at the moment, but uh, there's a tiny splash of rain. But it's probably going to end up in the good or dead uh, dead range here. That's probably my only concern. I guess, uh, yeah, looking at the replay, it looks like it's going to absolutely eat up 1,800 metres. Are you concerned um, coming off that wet track? No, I 
It's interesting stat I saw the uh, just the other night that Stuart Padman has only backed up one horse within the week since 2019. That was Debt Collector at Flemington. He ran a monster race that day. I don't think he'd be whipping it back up unless the horse was really thriving and it pulled up well from the uh, run. So I'll take that as a big positive from that yard. And I think it wouldn't be here unless it was really thriving. Um, and I think the engagement of Kayla Crouth is also a big positive for the horse. He rides sweepers really well. And I think it will give Montaigne every possibility to balance up and really hit the line. Mm, benchmark 60 up to a uh, 68 over a further distance. So um, nothing much to worry about in that regard. All right. What about the big boy uh, Behemoth? I see he's a dollar seventy-five in uh, in race eight. Uh, any thoughts there, or how's uh, how's he coming back? Yeah, we better get the uh, Grand Syndicates hat on there for uh, Sam Wise. We're all, uh, we've got Behemoth fever running through South Australia at the moment. The big boy's back. So yeah, look, he's a uh, very short quote, as you said. The trial was fair. I've seen him trial better previously. He's the brother of David Jolly, Richard Jolly, trains Kemmel Parser, who's the second favourite. Now, there's probably enough market knowledge between the two of them to see which way Behemoth is going to go. If Behemoth goes from his quote out to 220, he's probably getting rolled. If he gets into a dollar fifty, he's probably winning by three lengths. He uh, won the Durbridge last preparation, um, last time, 12 months ago, I should say, beating Kemmel Parser quite comfortably. He's a better horse mm. than Kemmel Parser. It's just, is he right? I think if he is, he'll win easily. Um, the mark will tell the story in the end. And uh, on to the all-star mile um, this autumn for Behemoth. Mm. Do you reckon you can uh, stretch out 1,600? We ran third in the last all-star mile um, on an absolute bog track at Mooney Valley. Look, it's right at his limit. There's no doubt about that. But um, the horse settles well on the run. He's very game. David Jolly's got him going really well every preparation now he just seems to back up and always perform at the highest level i don't think they'd be setting him for a race like that unless they felt he couldn't get the distance so um look we'd have to see how he performs leading this preparation but i wouldn't be riding him off yet mm, i think uh the cf4 and the futurity will be a uh, nice little pick off races for him but uh, i'd be definitely leaning the way of uh, nico noonan's uh pin-up horse i'm thunderstruck in that one but uh fascinating <laughs> to see uh and i guess you've nailed it with the market insights there the Jolly Boys train the two horses, and uh, I think he's got a pretty imposing record first up behemoth, so uh, five out of seven starts. So I think there'll be a little bit left in the tank, but uh, he should be uh, too strong. All right, Pearl Bandit is the first one, and Montaigne is the second tip there, and uh, it's good to have you back, Bagman. I'll tell you what, it's been, uh, you've been in the abyss <laughs> for quite some time, and uh, I seem to be betting uh, more on Adelaide uh, than ever before, so uh, I'm still in touch with you, but it's, uh, it's great to have you back on the show. Everyone should be betting on Adelaide. It's just, that's the uh, rule for 2022. Keep betting in Adelaide. We'll see right. you soon. Fingers crossed we can get over there. We uh, will try and do a stream for Oak Bank. If we can't do it at Oak Bank, we'll, uh, we'll try and do it out of the uh, the Melbourne bunker. It still exists, so we'll uh, we'll do something here with uh, Eagle, Mr. Kelton. He'd be uh, absolutely on fire, no doubt. But uh, can't wait to see the boys in the flesh, in person, over in Adelaide. Would love to do uh, cross the border and do a stream. But uh, good luck on the weekend. Thanks, mate. Speak soon. All right, we'll take a quick break and uh, we'll come back with uh, Nico Noonan. He's going to have another look at Mooney Valley. He's also going to talk to us about the Blue Diamond previews, the 1,000-metre little races for two-year-olds yesterday at Caulfield. And uh, we'll take a break. 
Welcome back to Bet Doctor Behind the Curtain. Look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot, and I've got the man at the moment. I've got Nico Noonan here who will be back at the Valley on Saturday, so make sure you check out his Telegram link. He'll do one last little free roll of the dice with his uh, Telegram group for his Mount Yard Mail, and then he'll be uh, back to paid subscriptions next Wednesday. But he'll be back on deck, on track. And how are you, Nico? Good, good. I uh, survived the COVID, so uh, we're back and keen to rip into a, an interesting little meeting from Mooney Valley. I think a lot of the quality sort of ran uh, yesterday at Caulfield, but um, still a few races. I think there's a few bets to be had at the Valley as well. So keen to get out there. Um, sort of tomorrow, I think, would be day 12 of sort of ISO, um, either with COVID or isolating from a close contact. So uh, to get back to the track after what feels like an eternity, um, I'm very excited. <laughs> Mate, uh, good to hear that you've uh, got through it unscathed. Let's talk about yesterday's results, especially in the uh, the two-year-olds, because uh, this is where you've got, I guess, the keenest eye and a, a bit of an edge over the market. And uh, talk us through the winners of the Colts and the Phillies. The first one, uh, Dormier. Uh, what, what did you think about that one? I know you were on Rampant Line. Yeah, definitely. I thought Rampant Line would definitely be a philosopher. I just didn't really factor in Dormier to sort of be as close in the run as what he was. I thought he did behind them both. And then he sort of landed outside lead and ramped the line out to chase. And I thought, oh, this is probably game over from here. So um, Dormier looked like he improved a fair bit off his jump outs. It looks a pretty professional sort of two-year-old, which you kind of expect from the Friedman operation, especially with Godolphin. They usually find one with a bit of talent. So look, um, looking at the two races yesterday, Miss Rosiano won the Phillies prelude. I don't know if they're going to be sort of your A seeds going towards the Blue Diamond. You're still going to have the preludes to come, which are over 1,100, which is a lot different of a ball game to sort of 1,000 metres for the two-year-olds. So both the winners would probably head there. Um, the second horse in the Phillies prelude, uh, Coco Squash, I think, or around that sort of name, uh, the Stokes horse, it might be one with a bit of talent. I'd probably follow her rather than the winner out of the, uh, the Phillies prelude. But I still think there's... There's probably better horses to be backing in the diamond. I know count the headlights we were on last week. Um, I'm certainly happy sitting on the $41 ticket there. Um, and even Jack and I, I still think once we see him come back, they'll paint a bit of a clearer picture, but they still could be, you know, your A seeds and yes, they might be the B graders. There's still a lot to be sort of panning out there. Mm, written Swoosh was the name of the horse uh, from the Stokes Yard and Brett Pebble was on that one. But um, yeah, Jack and I still has got a commanding grip on the Blue Diamond Stakes market, 550. Dormier, 6.50, Cool and Gatta, Doubtful, 9.50. Count the headlights now, 9.50. So your 41's looking sweet there. And uh, Miss Rosiano, she did uh, run a, a slick time there, but uh, the track was pretty dry uh, from all reports. And um, I'm not sure that you can really stack up times too much. Um, looking back historically, uh, but, yeah, for me, to the eye, I think uh, Jackano still uh, looks like it has a little bit of locker. And I think historically... The better guides are the 1,100-metre lead-ups. Uh, we speak about the 1,000-metre island form, and there can be a lot of squibby two-year-olds that can run 1,000 metres but uh, can't quite get the uh, 11 or 1,200 metres in that uh, bigger tempo, that uh, more pressurised racing. Yeah, for sure. And like you said, the, the old 1,000-metre island with uh, DK, and I know Mark Lamborn's very very big on that as well. We've had on the show numerous times. So, um, yeah, I think 1,100 is going to be a big guide. And, I think if you're going to compare the times that, you know, the Colts and the Phillies yesterday, the Phillies had like 15 runners and the Colts had five. So there was going to be a massive difference in tempo there just due to race shape. So I don't know if it's going to be the greatest guide, but um, yeah, I think if you're looking to pinpoint one today and say this is going to win the Blue Diamond, I think it'd be a tough ask because I think there's still a lot of water to go on the bridge there. 
Mm, couldn't agree more. Yeah, I thought uh, Counter Headlights was pretty workmanlike and knowing Kieran Ma, there'd be plenty left in the locker there. So I expect to see him in the uh, the Blue Diamond preludes and then uh, it'd be grand final day on Blue Diamond Day. So there's plenty of time to get your horse in uh, A at one condition. Let's, uh, let's try and find a winner this Saturday at the Valley. Uh, we're going to have a look at race three here, Nico. You found a bet, and uh, Staygold's the favourite here, 250 into 230 with Jay Carr. Uh, Zoltan is second in the markets, 460. Dark Wanderer, 550. Polanco is $9. Musclebrook, $10. Guizo, 11. And Black Sail, 12. Musket Time, 26. Gobstop at 151. And the replay we're going to have a look at is Zoltan uh, from Warnable here in the wild pink and grey. Okay. Yeah, he travels into this really nicely, doesn't he? Um, problem for Zoltan here is he bumped into Tuvalu, who's unbeaten mm. if you take in his only two seconds to which was I'm um, thunderstruck at the time. And now Group 1 sort of winning wins the Golden Eagle. So he's obviously very smart, Tuvalu. I think he's got group class ability. Zoltan gets home into second there. Overall time for the rating and the race was pretty good on playing form. Um, he clearly beat the rest. I don't think it was the strongest field around him, but uh, a horse who I was kind of keen on first up at Caulfield. Um, ended up backing him from the yard. Didn't have a lot of luck there at all first up, and he was really well backed late. Um, and then, of course, he went to that race. Obviously, too blue, too good, but the market obviously said he, he was a clear second pick in that race. He started $5. Um, now, comes here. He's going to need a little bit of luck from barrier number one, but I think with Linda Meacher board, you go back and actually watch the start of that replay. He jumped pretty well in that race, and Linda looked like she wanted to go forward and then kind of snag back. Um, has shown some speed over in New Zealand as well, even though most of his starts he was ridden back over there. But his New Zealand form kind of, the form around him kind of stacked up to be nearly group class. So um, I think he's definitely up to this grade in Australia. He's going to need a little bit of luck from barrier one, but gee, this race is completely up for grabs. Stay goals coming through um, some iffy sort of mares races. Now to take on the boys and she's coming out of benchmark 78 mares grade where she started 10 bucks last start. Um she looks a bit of a chinky favourite for mine at 2.30. And then you've got the Tassie horse, Dark Wonder, who's been 6.50 and a 5.50 on top sport. Well beaten last start in Tassie. Probably in a stronger race than this. But Zoltan, bit of upside, has shown ability on New Zealand. Um, Simon Wild, really good trainer. Should probably peak third up here. And I think he can definitely get the job done. I think he should be a bit shorter, to be honest. I think he can land sort of box seat maybe. We need a little bit of luck. But 4.60, I'm happy to back him at that price at him. Pretty thin race. Musselbrook might be the big improver. Quick backup. Had a real fast run race last week, which uh, Fundraiser ran in. Had no luck to start prior. He might be the one, 52 kilos. He might sort of put his hand up here. Uh, maybe $10, you go have something on there. But uh, Zoltan's one of the better bets on the day on a tricky card. Mm, funny little race. you got the tough old uh, Guizo and Dark Wanderer. We might have to uh, slide in Snappers DMs and figure out uh, what the go is with Dark Wanderer. I see Bull Ant. Or Bullant, uh, Mahuchu has uh, followed it across from Tassie. So uh, really uh, interesting query runner. We might get uh, Matty Reid to tweet something out to our uh, pet doctor followers. He was on fire last uh, last time with uh, Bellow Bow in the two-year-old, the Elwick Stakes. He uh, absolutely nailed that one. Uh, he could still get 220 at the death, so uh, I'm sure everyone uh, backed that listening to the show. All right, let's have a look at uh, race number four. And the market here in the, uh, the Martin Ralston Cup is uh, Dundurt Cheap, 310. Uh, Pitcher Nun is 440. Reliable Dude, 440. Russo is 950. Aurora's Symphony is 11. Takumi, $15. Running Cloud, 16. Port Royal is 21. And you can get $26 or better the rest. And uh, 
Aurora Symphony, you're going to go for a little wild double here in the pink and grey on the fence. Talk us through this one. Yeah, it comes out of the uh, the home track as well. He's actually really well backed on this day. Um, started favourite there in the Woodford Cup. Only sort of narrowly beaten there by Mr. Cancun and Garen Piero. But it was his first run since the Ararat Cup, which was back in November. I thought he was pretty game here, sticking on Mr. Cancun at the time, was absolutely flying in behind and charging at the outside's playoffs. Went up winning yesterday, and then the horse go backwards in the green strategic field. Actually, won the Hanging Rock Cup yesterday as well. So there's a good form out of the race, um, sort of franked all yesterday, really. This horse is he's a good 2,000-meter horse. He likes when he gets up and trip, and there is a bit of rain predicted. It's raining this morning. I think the track's already a soft five. This track gets worse than that, so we get to a six. This horse really comes into play. He likes um, definitely the rain-affected going. Uh, Richards goes on here, takes the claim, 2,000 metres, should go forward. In the race, it has some pressure, but I think that will suit him. And I think that could bring undone a few of the other key chances. Like Dundurt Cheap, she's probably the horse that has the most upside in the race. Um, only had sort of three starts for two wins, bumped into Gentleman Roy and Savannah Cloud last up. That was a really slowly run 1,600 metre race. Her first run for, you know, a long time, nearly a year. Um, that day, that sort of first up run this prep. And now she's coming to a potential fast 2,000. I'm just sort of worried her platform. I don't know if a reliable dude's really looking for 2,000. Loomed up like he was going to win at 1,800 last start and kind of peaked on his run. So I'm going to go with the the sort of tough on-speed horse. I think sort of each way, one by three, you know, main bet the place, definitely have something to win. But I think the place is going to give us a, a good sight here. I wouldn't be surprised if the market came for him, especially if it's, you know, we're on a soft six or a soft seven. If this rain, this track is real rain affected. Um, I think he's definitely right in this. So three dollars a place, I think, looks uh, juicy. Mm, five to eight mil on Thursday, and then twenty to forty mil on Friday. Uh, lucky it's at the Valley, and lucky it's on a Saturday. I tell you what, you'll need a uh, you need the brolly and uh, the gumboots that cram on on Friday night. Will you get out there, Nico, or you'll uh, watch? Oh, you can't. You. You'll probably still uh, be remaining in ISO, and uh, good excuse, really, to not go to Cranbourne. just seems like every time there's a Cranbourne uh, meeting, it just gets hammered with rain. Yeah, it actually handles the rain pretty well, Cranbourne. I've been there multiple nights uh, sort of working back in the uh, the days of working for racing.com on the cameras there, and, uh, gee, I always thought we were always going to get called off, and you'd still end up spending eight races there, freezing your absolute ass off. So, um, look, it can always get to a meeting there, but, if the Valley does, you know, the worst into that forecast, like the bomb's absolutely legless and they never get it right. But if they manage to snare one, I'd be like back in a $100 <laughs> winner for them. Um, If they do cop 40 mils, well, this track's definitely going to be soft and definitely brings into play. I think both runners we want to back. Sultan's a Kiwi, so he'll get through it. And Aurora Symphony will definitely get through it. So your camp, cheeky little wild double. Um, maybe a bit of mail there won't go astray there, Scooty, but hopefully <laughs> we can uh, get something up for the punters. Be handy to know the race tactics of Zoltan in uh, race three, that's for sure. All right, Nico's going to tweet out his Telegram link and uh, follow at LittleBirdieTV if uh, you haven't already, and you'll join in the Telegram group for Saturday at the Valley. So if he's horned up and if you get the mail, you'll get uh, all his yard assessments in the last three to five minutes. He's got a big following, and it's all for good reason. He's a big uh, punningform.com.au disciple, really. He uh, he loves the database, the sectional times, the barrier, the barrier info and uh, the, all the trainer and uh, jockey stats. It's all there and it's uh, easy. You can save all your notes and it's uh, the best database that we can find in the Australian market. So if you want to upgrade your punning, make sure you check out punningform.com.au. But uh, thanks, Nico, and uh, good luck on Saturday.
Thanks, Scooty. Good luck, putters. Let's have a fill up at the Valley. We'll, uh, we'll just head straight into Muggs' moral, uh, and he, we might have to change this segment to the kiss of death. It, uh, it's a bit like he's uh, fried at chip roll without any sauce. He tweeted this one uh, in the other day, and he copped a fair bit of uh, flack from uh, his Twitter following, but uh, there's a picture here of uh, Muggs' lunch. And uh, if you're not following on Twitter, you can uh, check him out there. And uh, there's a picture of Mug's chip roll there. I reckon he's uh, just shy of a bit of gravy or a bit of uh, tomato sauce. And I'll tell you what, I've, uh, I've stumbled into a, uh, a seafood sauce here. It's, uh, it's called Birch and Weight, a little, uh, little scooty tip. It's uh, the parsley, dill and tarragon sauce. You can get this in Woolworths and Coles for about four seventy five. This stuff is Mickey Mouse on prawns, on fish, on seafood, and even goes well on a bit of... Uh, ribeye steak so make sure you uh, check that one there's a free tip that's my best bet for the week a $4.75 jar of sauce at uh, Woolworths or Coles so uh, don't go to the local seafood shop because they'll try and pinch you for six fifty or $7 so make sure you get the right price there but uh, let's have a look at Muggs Moral his best bet for this week now Muggs Moral this week we're going to race five Rose Hill Gardens the midway I like military expert this horse has got very good form in group threes. It got beat 0.8 lengths in a group three and 0.7 lengths in a group three Caulfield Guineas Prelude. It's got form behind King of Sparta and Silent Impact at one last week. This horse looks ready after its trials. It's going to be leading behind the pace, sitting there behind them. Or sitting behind the leader, it should be winning with Tommy Berry and Annabelle Nation. Every time these two stables team up, they're always winning. And the trolls were very good by my troll people. So, guys, only one tip this week. The Mugs model is race five, number four, military expert. Thank you, guys, and good luck. And what does the mug say when we have a winner? Go find your bookie. Good luck and speak to you next week. All he has to do here is navigate a difficult barrier. So he's out of barrier 15. Hopefully some scratchings can uh, trim that one up. It's uh, four into $3.30, a top sport already military expert. And uh, it's also a top sport steamer and a best bet there. So... Let's have a quick look at the top sport steamers and uh, fingers crossed Mug can uh, change his fortune. The first one here is Sunshine Coast Race 1, number 3, Irukandji, 200 at $16. Uh, the next one here is Mooney Valley Race 6, number 8, and it's Ag Nelly, 500 at 650 And Race 5, number 4, Military Expert, someone's at 1000 at 360 top sport. So there's uh, Mug's best. And then uh, race nine, number nine, and that is Tamerlane, 400 at $6. So a little bit of quiet action there, but uh, military expert could be the one. Uh, make sure you follow that segment. There's always uh, a little bit of gold there, and uh, follow the uh, the smart money at Top Sport, and uh, you'll be around the mark. That's it for us. We've done another little uh, mini ISO edition. Uh, Walt assures me will be in the uh, studio next week. DK will be on the show next week as well. Make sure you check out uh, your emails and the littlebirdie.live website and uh, you can resubscribe to DK Set. So he's going to uh, fire back up for February the 1st and uh, why wouldn't you uh, join DK Set? He won 69 units last year and hit it around 47.9% uh, return there. So uh, you are absolutely mad if you don't subscribe to DK stuff. He's provincial movers. It'll all come via the Little Birdie app. So make sure you download the app. 
Uh, Daily Gas has got one more day of a free trial on Saturday. Uh, it's, I think it's had one losing day uh, throughout all of uh, this new year. So I think they're up about 19 units at the start of the year. And it's uh, nearly back to square after a couple of rough weeks to start in uh, late November. So check out the Daily Gas, check out DK stuff. Happy punning, and uh, I'll see you next week.